Hey, this is Pastor Vic. Welcome to the People Church Podcast. We hope you're inspired. We hope you hear from God. And above all, we hope you realize how much you're loved. Enjoy the message. Amen. Amen. So uh, the story I want to dive into real quick is about Joshua and Caleb. And, you know, there's this uh, situation going on, right? And Moses wants them to kind of scout out uh, the land of Canaan. And a few things happen, but you'll see right now. So uh, in Numbers chapter 13, 14, you don't have to go there yet. Uh, this is just a little summary. But in, in, in Numbers chapter 13, 14, uh, or chapters 13 and 14, it tells us about the time when God tells Moses to scout out the land of Canaan. So Moses sent uh, 12 Men, one from each tribe, among those men were Joshua and Caleb. And Moses gave them all these instructions, right? He said, uh, I, need you to, I need you to scout out the land. I need you to see if it's good. I need you to see who's in it. I need, you to, I need you to tell me if they're strong, if they're weak, if there's many, if there's few. I need you to tell me if the land is good, if the land is bad. I need you to bring me back a fruit to see what it looks like. I need you to do all these things and report back to me. And so they go, right? The 12 men, they go, they scout out the land and they come back and they go to Aaron, they go to Moses and they go to Aaron and in front of the entire Israelite community, right? And they bring this report. Well, 10, 10 men out of the two bring a bad report. And the 10 men say this in Numbers 13, 27. It says, they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us. And it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. And they continued on, right? And they spread this bad report to the whole community. They are strong. They are tall. They are many. And we are like grasshoppers to them. And the whole community heard this. And they heard this bad report. And the Bible tells us that that same night, they grumbled and wept out loud. And they even went as far as saying, if only we had died in Egypt or in the wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? But then Joshua and Caleb, everybody say, but then. But then Joshua and Caleb had another report. They heard what they said, and they understood everything they were saying was, it wasn't a lie, it was true, it was a fact. But they didn't agree with that. They didn't agree with that. And here's what they said in Numbers chapter 14, verse 6 through 8. It says, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh. Well, yeah, close enough. Okay. Who were among those had explored this land, the land, 
tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite community or assembly, the land we passed through is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into, into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and he will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone. The Lord is, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid. Come on, it's, a, it's, it's kind of the same report, but not really. The other 10 guys, they stated all but facts, right? They stated what they knew. Well, so did Joshua and Caleb, but they knew something more. They knew who their trust was in. Come on. So point number one, we have trust issues because we, re we rely too much on the facts than we do about what God says. We rely too much on what we think we know than on what God says. We trust ourselves and we rely, we can see, on what we can see and what we know and what seems to be true over having complete trust in who God is. We have trust issues because we like knowing things that can be explained over things that don't make sense. Like, hey, Ram, you look like a fool trusting in God. Well, guess what? I'd rather look like a fool trusting in God than look like a fool trusting in myself. Because then and only then will I look stupid. I can say that, don't worry. I'm the youth pastor. I can say stupid. It's in the contract. Right next to acting a fool when it matters. <clears throat> It's all right. It's all right. Oh, thank you. But you want to know something? Yeah? Yeah? Do you really want to know something? Okay, do you really want to know? Okay. God's best work is when things don't make sense. What? Jesus died? And, and now he's alive? Yeah, yeah. I know it doesn't make sense, but yeah, he's alive. You, oh, uh, wait, what? You're telling me you only had, you, you're telling me that you were diagnosed with only three months to live, but now three, four, five, six years later, you're still here? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, <clears throat> yes, I'm still here. Because when things don't make sense, God is at work making things happen. When facts threaten your future, my faith and complete trust in him promised me everything, everything that I will ever need in this world. My trust does not stand on facts, but on who God is and what he will do for me. Come on, we have trust issues. Because we trust more in what we know than in who we know. And here's my next point. Point number two. We have trust issues because we always want to be in control. 
We always want to be in control. We always want to know everything, even if we don't understand it. Y'all remember that conversation God had with uh, Abraham? Right? And he says, right, because Abraham didn't, hadn't had a child yet, right? And he was struggling with some issues. But God told him, hey, I need you to walk outside. And I want you to look at the sky, and I want you to count the stars if you can. So shall your descendants be. And then the, the next verse, the next verse, he says this, or it says this, Abraham believed the Lord. He didn't care how it was going to happen. He didn't care. He didn't ask God, well, how, well, I don't get what you're saying. What do you mean by this? He didn't ask God, why did you ask me to count the stars during the day? I mean, that's kind of hard to do. Can y'all count the stars during the day? Because the next verse, it says the sun was going down. Sometimes God asks you or tells you to, to do things that don't make sense. What would happen if you said, yeah, I believe you, Lord. Instead of asking all these questions, instead of trying to get your butt in the way to make things happen. You know, one of the, wor one of the most annoying words... One-worded questions. It's probably why. How many of y'all parents know what I'm talking about? How, how many of you teachers know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> why? Yeah, like maybe the first time. Okay, second time. All right. Third time. <clears throat> and after. Look, I just want you to do this. <laughs> all right? Do it because I said so. Or Stone Cold said so. I don't know. Why? Why? Why, why, right? Like, questions on questions. I just want to say sorry to my parents. If they're watching, for all the whys. I'm older now, so now I just do it. It's all right. I'll ask why later. So we like to be in the know. We like to be in the know. We, we like to plan our next move. We like developing schedules. We like developing itineraries. And we start, to we start to plan out every second of our lives. But the moment something falls out of order, come on. The moment something falls out of order, we freak out. And things can get a little chaotic. And the truth is, we like to be in control because we, because we think that if we have it, it won't compromise our peace. If we're in control, and I know everything that's happening, we feel like it won't compromise our peace. I won't have to worry about anything. I won't have to deal with the struggle of trying to figure things out because I already know what, everything that's happening in my life. And that was a lot of eyes in that statement. A lot of me's in that statement. 
As long as I'm in control, I have nothing to worry about. And I want to make it clear, you know, having control isn't all that bad, but when it interferes with God's plan, let's just say the less control you have in those situations, the more God can work in your life. You know, somebody once said, <clears throat> all I know is, what? All I know is what? All I know is what? Oh, is that me? Yes. All I know is I know what? Nothing. Ram. Thank you. Thank you. You can take it off now. I look pretty good, though. It's okay. I've been working out. <clears throat> uh, but the truth is, right? Past, Pastor Vic has said in, in the past messages, in the past messages, the truth is, I don't have to understand everything. I don't have to understand everything. But get this, I will trust him in everything. No matter what it is. But here's my third and final point. We have trust issues because we carry around a painful past. You know, I, when I got to this message, it was, uh, I literally had to trust God in the process. Um, yeah, I spent the whole day yesterday, just, well, the majority of the day, if I'm being honest. When I got to this point, it kind of hit me because, you know, God gave me this message for me and then he gave it to me for you. So before it got to you, it hit me. <laughs> and when I got to this point, and I realized something, and it made me remember a lot of things that I went through. And for a while, I was carrying a lot of painful things. Come on, God's in this place right now. <clears throat> a lot of things that hurt. A lot of things that can kind of get in the way of your growth. And now here we are, many, many, many years later, in the Bible, in the book of Joshua, it says, you know, it tells us that Moses, it tells about, you know, Moses and Aaron are longer, no longer with them, right? No longer with the, with the, no longer with the Israelites. And Joshua is now taking the mantle. He's now leading the Israelites. And God told him, today, I will exalt you in the eyes of Israel so that you may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. That was Joshua 
And so now they're finally, they're finally going to cross. They're finally going to cross into the promised land. And like always, God gives Joshua a few instructions on what to do and how to do it. And ushers Jesus, Richard, go ahead and bring it up. In Joshua chapter 4, verse 4 through 7, it says this. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites from each tribe and said to them, Go over for the Lord and go into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the Israelites. Get this. To serve as a sign among you in the future when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Now, I know this might be a little confusing, but stay with me. The Israelites at this point had been through a lot. In Egypt, in the wilderness, they've been through a lot. And every time something crazy would happen, they would bring up the past. And they wanted to go back to Egypt. What if I told you God is telling you right now? that I don't want you to carry your pain with you. Just remember it. Just remember it. What if, what if, what if, right? There's, there's two different ones, right? But he says, bring a stone, bring stones, right? It could be small. It could be big. This could be sickness. This could be financialness, right? Like it could be financial troubles that you, you went through. It could be it could be anything. It could be any kind of struggle. And then you got this one. Oh, good thing I've been working out. And then you got this one. Don't worry, I'll put it back in the foundation. Uh, and then you got this one. It's heavy. It's hard to hold on to, but for some reason, we find a way to hold on to a painful past. And God says, no, no, no. I don't want you to carry it with you. I want you to put it in a place where you could remember to go back to so that when you come back to it, you could remember where you were and where you are now. I want you to remember how much trust you needed to put in me to take you where you were 
to where I want you to be. Yes, <laughs> you've been through a lot. You might be going through something right now. But I need you to not carry your past because I'll carry it for you. I'll carry that healing. I mean, I'll carry that sickness. I'll carry that disease. I'll carry that sin on me. And I just need you to trust in me to take you where I need you to be. Trust in me. Don't carry the stones. And you know what they did? They put the stones in a place and it became what? It became an altar. It became an altar. And I felt like God was telling me yesterday, every time you bring me a stone, every time you bring me a stone, every time you bring me a painful past, every time you bring me a painful memory and you put it in that same spot as all the others, your praise is gonna get bigger. I want your praise to get bigger. Come on, if you've been, if you're going through something right now, if you've been through something in your past, come on, stand up, come on, stand up and praise God for all the things that he's brought you through. Come on, bring your stones to the altar and just worship him and praise him for all the good things that he's done for you. You may sit down. You know, when you trust in God, it, it won't only affect your generation, but the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. Why? Because the stones that you put there, you can always go back to them and say, hey, look what, look what God got me through. Look, son, look, daughter, look what, look what God got me through. And it can serve as a remembrance to not just you, but everybody after you. Don't be affected by trust issues that have developed in your past. Instead, let your trust in God be effective for your future. You know, sometimes we get Sometimes we get so caught up in our own issues. You know, our, our issues have issues, if you know what I mean. But we get so caught up in these issues that we tend to build up this wall around us. Because we don't want to get hurt again. And it's in those moments where your trust issues are being developed and that wall goes up. It's in those moments where you lose out on a lot of relationships. You lose out on a lot of blessings. You might even lose out on getting to know who God is because you put this wall up around you where you don't want anything or anyone to get in. 
you have your guard up. When God is trying to send someone to you to help you in those moments. Don't let your trust issues keep you from living the life God intended you to live. And here it is, just surrender. Surrender to God and surrender your painful past and surrender your issues and trust him with everything with everything you have and know that he is always with you. Trust him. Thank you for listening to the People Church Podcast. We hope you were blessed by the message. Hey, do us a favor and don't forget to subscribe to the channel and above all else, love.